Today's movie on our show is one of, I think, the best comedies of the last 20 years. That movie is... A comedy about getting left behind. You need to get back on that board. And coming up ahead... I think it's good you're getting out there. I think you need to move just a tiny bit further away from the microphone. No closer. Oh. Now a little further. Okay. Closer. And then... Oh, I know what you're doing. You <laughs> stop that. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall... As I said in the open, I think it's probably one of the best movie, one of the best comedies of the last 20 years, probably even of my lifetime. I would go back into the 90s and say that this is one of the best comedies, uh, top five, top ten, wherever you want to put it. And since it came out, I don't even know if there are that many better ones. I think it's just the perfect storm of its, its original plot. It's not mimicking anything else. It's, it's coming from a completely original place. As with every great movie that we talk about, really good casting. Um, really good absurdism and also one for the most part one central setting to the whole thing yeah i think sets it up really well and makes it really funny because you're they're all existing in this one little playground yeah and there's something about that where you trap the characters into this one thing it's almost like a reality tv show it's almost like survivor or something where they all are trying to exist within this one setting and we as like the viewers are confined to that setting too it's my it's one of my favorite comedies yeah i i love this movie and um you know, one of the things about it is that there's, at this time, this is 2008, and, you know, a lot of the movies from the sh- on the shoulders of, of 2008, right, like, they're concentric circles, right? You have, like, the universes with Jonah Hill, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got the universes with Jason Segel, and you've got, like, you know, all of these different, and Russell Brand, right? Like, and this intersects on all of them, like, with Paul Rudd in it, too, right? Yep. Like a lot of these like big names being in this movie um, add to it. And like, it's just, I, I love so much about this movie. Not the least of which is it's set in Hawaii. It's set at Turtle Bay um, in Hawaii. And so like every time I see this movie, I'm like, I want to go back to Hawaii. To- Hawaii, like we, we went there for um, actually at Turtle Bay um, for a, a buddy of mine got married um, in Hawaii. Oh, and, okay. and like we all stayed at Turtle Bay. Um, and so like we, we rolled up and I was like, I remember this from the movie. Like, this is the check-in scene. Like this is, you know, these are all the different spots or whatever. So that's really cool. But like, yeah, it makes me like really want to go back there. And, um, then, you know, I watch the movie and I'm like, and I start chuckling like at all the different gags. This movie has like all these actors from this time period that were in every single comedy. It's kind of funny that I think every generation sort of has this. Late 90s, early 1000s has the same group of people. Then this generation kind of has the same group of people. And this is probably the only one that really hits on all of them. Um, Another movie that I would... This and I Love You Man, another comedy, kind of compete for one of the best comedies in my head. Fight! For the last two decades, but they're both have Paul Rudd and Jason (laughs) Segel. Jonah Hill's just popping in and out every movie because of the success of... Super bad, and then he was in Forty Year Old Virgin before that, uh, as in, in a bit part. This really collects all of them, but I think the movie is so good that I, di- I didn't even think of that point. That it it has so many big names in it. It's almost like a sign the movie might be bad is if you're hyper aware of the actors throughout. If you're saying, "Oh, Mila Kunis and Jason Segel," you're referring to them as the actors yeah. and stuff. I think it's almost a sign sometimes that the movie's bad because you're not really invested in the plot and in the characters. This, I kind of almost forget. Like, Paul Rudd, I constantly forget he's in the movie. He has a smaller part in the yeah. movie. But 
I just don't think about it because the characters are so funny, the story is so funny, the situation's hilarious that you get lost in the fact that these are all huge names a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a compliment to the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a, there are certain things, like, you hearken back to when, when a movie is really good, like, you recall certain things, right? And so this, is, this movie is the reason, the sole reason why I know the state fish of Hawaii, which is the humuhumu nuku nuku apua. That's, this is the sole reason why I know that. And, and in fact, the following year, uh, I got married and we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. And because of this movie, I was able to know that <laughs> the state fish is the humuhumu nuku nuku apua. That's amazing. I, I learn a lot from little, little tidbits from, from movies like that. This um, also, I think, so I've never been to Hawaii. You said it, it makes you want to go. That resort and everything, it just makes Hawaii look like, like I, I, this is my, I don't have a point of reference because I've never been to the state. It just makes it look so perfect it, in every I mean, single way. In fairness, it kind of is. Like, it kind of is. Is Hawaii the perfect place to plan your next vacation? Like, it kind of is. But that resort is like, is a world famous resort. Um, so Paul Rudd's character is, is a uh, surfing instructor too. And like, this is on the North shore of Oahu where it's famous for during the winter time um, having huge waves. And so there are a bunch of houses like Capcom, which is a, uh, sponsor for a lot of like surfers. Um, they have a house there where all these world famous surfers go during the winter time, um, usually about January, February, because the waves are huge. And like they have world famous surfing competitions and it's just down the road from this resort. Um, so it's really cool. And like it's the, it's the heaven that Jason Siegel wants it to be before it becomes the hell that he's living in. Because his ex is there with the with Russell. Then that's another good point to the what I said about the the setting, the fact that they're all in this one space. It is a hell for Jason Siegel, and he's he's stuck there. And I think that just that makes the movie so great. Is we all we know what this is going to take place in this one little spot. Like we're all stuck here. I mean, his ex doesn't really probably want him to be there. I mean, she wants to be there, but not with him. Um, he doesn't want to see Russell Brand. Like, no one actually, even though it's a perfect idealistic location, a lot of people don't want to be in the situation that they're in in the movie. Yeah. And the contrast between that and the fact that it's the perfect vacation spot probably makes, just enhances the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's just as I said, like, it's, it's supposed to be heaven, like a, an escape for, for Jason Siegel's character, and it's not. And every, he's reminded every single way, including with Jonah Hill's character too, right? Like they're at dinner. Fuck you, okay? You go fuck yourself. I can't yell right now because I'll get fired. My boss will hear me, and then I won't be able to pay off my student loans. But you know what? You're an asshole. I fucking hate you. I bought all your records. This whole fucking time I've been trying to get you to come hang out with me. I'm gonna have people fuck with your food the rest of your trip. You fucking dick. I like him. That's quite moving. And he's trying to get Russell Brand oh, to sing yeah. the song, and he's singing the song too, and it's like a whole, whole thing, right? Also, when they're at, when Jason Siegel's going to dinner, before he goes with Mila Kunis, and he says just one, and Jonah Hill's like, 
You want like a magazine or anything? Is your girlfriend joining you? No. You just by yourself? Yeah. You want like a magazine or something? It's gonna be boring. That's like the perfect line and situation to be like, just twist a knife into this guy. Yeah, for sure. I lo the other thing that I love about this, and it's perfect because it ties into later on in Jason Siegel's career, is the whole vampire musical. Getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. Uh, the Dracula musical yeah. with, with the, the puppets, right? And so it became a huge thing, and Jason Siegel's career where he starred in the Muppets movie, the new Muppets movie, two of them, I think, he's, is he's in them. Um, like, it's just kind of, like, perfect segues. Like, he couldn't have foreseen that, taking this role and writing a musical about Dracula. Uh, but, he, but still, and that song is, like, stuck in my head. Oh, forever. And I would argue that it's not even a bad song. No, it's not a bad song. Like, I'm not saying it's stuck in my yeah. head in a bad way, but, like, it's stuck in my head, and it's like, okay. I would go see that musical. I would 100% see that musical. And also, they give him, they give him, and they give her perfect plots that are in the Hollywood industry, or excuse me, perfect jobs in the Hollywood industry, where he is clearly good at what he does if he's working on these shows and stuff. But it's not like a glamorous job. Yeah. And she's a star, but she's on these shitty shows and movies and stuff. So it's kind of, it's funny that she's a star because she's a star in shitty things, and it makes her look kind of uh, shallow. And yeah. it's, it's just little details like that are perfect. <laughs> So uh, it's funny you actually mentioned that about like Kristen Bell starring in like terrible movies and everything. Um, Jason Segel and Russell Brand actually make fun of her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the movie uh, about a killer phone. Yeah. Uh, oh, what would happen if your mobile phone killed you? Why would a mobile phone kill anyone? It doesn't make sense. How can a mobile phone have an agenda and kill people? I told her that when she read the script. Kristen Bell actually started a movie called Pulse. In 2006. Oh, wow. That had a very similar plot. I'm guessing this movie was panned. I've never heard of it. I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure it was awful. Best picture. I mean, it sounds awful. But, like, they, whoever was the writers of this, like, they included that as kind of a, talk about, like, twisting the knife, right? Like, you start in this really shitty movie about a killer phone, and we're going to make a joke about it, too. And just to remind you, you know? That's funny. Uh, point about Russell Brand. Not a fan, to be honest. If he's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a huge fan of his comedy. Now he's kind of red-pilled and it's kind of a Trump dude and just off the rails. Find him kind of annoying. Perfect for that role, though. Yeah, he's, of, he as is, a douche. He, he is perfect for that role. And then the the spinoff of take get get me get him to the Greek, yes. which is the spinoff of this movie. Right. Um, I can understand how he would be, like. You're either hot or cold with Russell Brand. There's kind of no in-between. There's no indifference, right? You either like him or hate him. And I say that as I have indifference towards him. <laughs> um, like, there are some things that I've seen him in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. The thing is, is that he tries to be Ricky Gervais, I think. So Ricky Gervais being, like, notoriously, well, they, they like... They actually, on that part of the, the world, they actually all talk like that. It's not just... A well, I'm, I'm not, it's not, not the accent. Um... But, like, being, like, notoriously atheist and, yeah. you know, going to efforts of, like, tearing down 
walls that have been built up by certain individuals. I mean, you get the same thing with like Penn and Teller too, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a certain element to that as well, like with their work that they do. Ricky Gervais has just perfected it. I think he's done like fantastic job, even where you watch what he did at the, um, was it the Emmys? Or was it the Gold, Grand, Gold Golden Globes, Globes whatever, yeah. where he just tears down everybody. Like, Well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? We talk, like a lot of people talk about like their equal opportunity, you know, like making fun of people, but they're not. He is, right? And I feel like Russell Brand has taken a lot of his stuff, because I've seen some of the like shows that he's tried to do, and they're very much in the same style as Ricky Gervais. But I don't think he's as successful as Ricky Gervais at, no. at, at achieving the goal of like, I am going to tear down what it is that you're, like your belief system. And R R Ricky's remarkably talented, and I think that comes from a, an authentic place, whereas, it, it, I sound shitty saying this, but there's something about, you have to be an effective messenger and to be likable, it's not just being what you think is being likable and how you say things, but it's also how you present yourself. And Russell Brand just comes across as not likable just when you like lay your eyes on him. Yeah. It's the curly hair, it's the weird jaw, it's the the whole wardrobe and everything. And whatever, you know, dress and be whoever you want to be. But then if you're gonna add the layer of all the stuff you just mentioned, there's just nothing warm about him. Yeah. But yeah, in this yeah. role it is Playing a douchebag works out well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it works. But again, that's like most people are either they love him or hate him. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like he exists. Yeah. He's, he's out there. Because he's kind of moved, maneuvered a little bit more towards the like social media aspect of entertainment where like that's where he's going after like you said he's like kind of red pilled and he's so he does these videos like that and I've seen it like on YouTube too and I'm like okay like it's not really entertaining to me no. right like I think it's a way to stay relevant too yeah you're doing this because you're scared to death like the rest of us that you don't matter and you know what you're right you don't I like him that's quite moving it's it's interesting. You've seen a handful of celebrities go hard into the Trump stuff, and I think it's partially a way to stay relevant and kind of carve out a niche audience. Yeah. Even if it's, they partially believe it, but it's like carving out a niche audience. But like I said, I mean, it works in this movie because I didn't like him before the movie. This is like a comic. I didn't hate him. I'm not staying up at night like, oh, fucking Russell Brand. But because he's not supposed to be likable in the movie, I think that's why he works so well in the movie. Because there are a lot of people who would agree with me who like don't like him. Yeah. But if you're not supposed to like him in the movie, he's not likable in the movie, right? Yeah, like so that character is it's the perfect. fucking worst, right? Yeah. Like that's why it's perfect. Though. Yeah. Because you, you cast a guy that a lot of people would already find not likable into a role where you're not supposed to like him. It, uh, yeah, it absolutely works, and it helps be like a contrast to Jason Segel's character, who who is ultimately likable like lovable Super likable yeah. lovable even right like yeah so you see Kristen Bell and you're like why would you leave this super likable dude who loves cereal she got me this okay because I would always leave my cereal boxes open and the cereal would get stale and so one day I came home and she had this waiting for me because it keeps my cereal fresh mm -hmm. and now I have the freshest cereal and leave him for this douchebag 
Russell Brand. Right. And then you're, you're not on her side and you hate her too because she made such a stupid looking decision. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's close to a perfect comedy in my mind. I, I love it. I, I mean, I don't watch it nearly enough. Like, it's not like, for me, this movie is not like Trading Places or Coming to America where I will watch it regardless of what I'm sure. doing. And maybe that's my own fault. Maybe I need to go back and like start watching it more. But I also feel like I don't want to watch it because it's uncomfortable, right? It like, is, yeah. And that's part of what makes it a good movie is that it's an uncomfortable movie, right? You feel for Jason Siegel's character about everything that's going on, that Kristen Bell has left him and now he's distraught. He has no idea what to do with himself. And then she just keeps getting pushed into his face. Like he's trying to forget her and move on. And yet there she is like in his face and it's uncomfortable, right? Like even though you know what's gonna happen at the end and he's gonna be happy and he's gonna have his play about Dracula. Spoiler alert. It's still uncomfortable. It a hundred percent, especially in the early part of the movie. But you get to go. First of all, that's kind of not to this extreme, not in this setting, but it's somewhat relatable to be in a situation where you get out of a breakup and then the, you're reminded of the person all the time, and this just throws that in your face. So I think audiences connect with that. Yeah. But you get to go on this journey with him where it's uncomfortable, it's hard, and you see him progress throughout the whole movie and start to become more comfortable with himself and happier, and then at the end, he's everything's good. Yeah. You see that whole thing go on. So I think if you can stick with it, that reward turns into a feel-good movie by the end. And yeah, it's, you know that it's going to turn out well at the end, but you don't necessarily know how it's going to turn yeah. out in that exact... Like, I couldn't have predicted the ending if you told me it. And you can't predict how it's going to make you feel. Like, I feel like it's an actual... turns into a feel-good movie by the end of it. So it's like it's a wonderful life, but... Yeah, this set, is... Set place in Hawaii and... This is my generation's It's a Wonderful Life. Sarah Marshall, forgotten. That's right. I th- I'm going high on this guy. Um, I might be overshooting it a little bit because I don't know if critics agree. I think this is getting better with age. I think people appreciate this movie more and more. In 30 years from now, people might look at it who grew up with it as you do with a Coming to America. So I'm going to say 7-6. Yeah, I, I was going around that same area too. Just to be different, I'll go 7-5. 7.1. Who? What? 7.1. Yep. Less than super bad. Less than super bad. 7.1? That's atrocious. It's, uh, I'm trying to think of some movies that we've reviewed. I mean, I'm shocked. Like, the fact that it just barely cracks 7? Holy fuck. I mean, I can double check, but I'm pretty sure. No, I believe, I mean, yeah, first of all, 7 and up for also that's a good movie that's a lemon lime drink also but seven above a seven for a comedy is great yeah yeah. it's that's phenomenal it's world class for a comedy i usually say if something's like a six six or six seven above for a comedy that's that's like a good range like even movies like billy madison dirty work some other of those like slapstick 90s comedies are gonna be like six two six four and i love those movies like they're dumb critics just don't i mean these are user reviews but People just don't come in mass yeah, but to a comedy. People want, are trying to be like Siskel and Ebert on, yeah. on fucking IMDb. Yeah. Yelp, like, Yelp reviewers are trying know. to be like Chicago food critics. Um, wow. We lost the light. There we go. We're back. Well, if, whatever. Turn the lights off. I'm I'm flabbergasted. Turn off the lights. Seven point one. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> 